Hello and welcome to the Magical Midlife Podcast, where you get a refreshing, uplifting and optimistic perspective on life in your 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Lindsay DeSwart, and I'm delighted that you've joined us here today. So let's jump right in. And welcome back to the Magical Midlife with Lindsay DeSwart. It's lovely to see you here today. And today I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Natalie Woodman. Natalie is, we were, ta- we were talking about how to introduce Natalie. Natalie is a friend, a colleague, a client, a mentor, um, a fellow health professional, and so many aspects of Natalie I want to share with you today. So welcome, Natalie. Thank you, Lindsay. It's lovely to be here and thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So today we're going to dig into some, you know, some sort of surface level questions about mm-hmm. who you are and a bit about your journey. And then we're going to dive deep into the good stuff. <laughs> okay, let's go. I look forward to it. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So Natalie, can you just give us an overview? Tell us just about yourself, because of course, you're not living where you were raised. So no. tell us a little bit about the physical journey, and then we'll move forward from there. Okay, cool. Um, I am from South Africa, from Cape Town. You can probably tell by my accent. I emigrated when I was 25. Um, I got married uh, and then like three months or two months later, emigrated to the UK. And then I've been here for the past 22 years. So this is kind of pretty much been home um, and Cape Town is home away from home but the UK and London is home for me Um, so I have a sister who lives here and I love being in the UK the reason why I originally came over was for work I wanted to travel I wanted to see the world and I wanted um, to be in a place where it made all of that easier and possible Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much what I've done I um, am a physio by background and I sort of used my physio um, degree when I came over here and I've been working as a physio for all of that time, but still specializing in neurology. And, um, you know, I've often I've looked back at my journey and I I can see how different my um, physio experience is here and how much richer it is through the different experiences that I allowed myself to experience just through work itself compared to had I stayed in South Africa. So that also adds another flavor, another dynamic, um, you know, to my work, to my experience and to what I've been able to, um, I guess, glean through my journey as a physio itself mm-hmm. uh yeah I think can you it. so when I first met you I remember it took me quite some time to actually figure out what you did because the work that you did I know it was about rehabilitation and there was a physio but you weren't it wasn't just like normal like sports injury physio there was so much more to it because of the neurology aspect can you just explain a bit more about that because sure yeah it's cool Sure. So I work with clients who've had neurological impairments and um, like most clients or like with anybody, any injury, one, you know, any, any injury is different, right? It's unique. So each person is unique um, and how they show up is going to be unique. So 
when it comes to figuring out how to help that particular that particular person um, reconnect with their own body, how to help reactivate and and strengthen areas that are weak but have activity is something that I love doing. Mm -hmm. So I love being able to help people reclaim their independence, their mobility, their freedom of movement, whether that's as a wheelchair user or as someone who can walk. And I just love being a part of the transformation and being able to witness the journey that each person goes through because there's so much strength, grit, and depth um, that you get to witness as they are reconnecting with their own bodies and as they're going through their own journey. Mm -hmm. And what is amazing for me as a physio is witnessing the person that they become on the other side and the strengths that they, the hidden strengths they didn't know that they had, Mm -hmm. but now get to use and really own that to me is like where the gold lies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I've, you know, I love, I love helping people. Fantastic. Um, But I think what's different about how I work is I, I help people understand the connection with their body. And I probably, I do that through having had my own back injury because I had to, as a newly qualified physio, I had a back injury. I couldn't sit um, for four months. I couldn't work for six months. So I had to relearn. Well, I had to reconnect with my body. I Mm -hmm. had to understand why my body wasn't working in a particular way. I had to work through the frustrations of why isn't things showing up quickly. And those Mm -hmm. are some of the common things that clients going through rehabilitation and their own personal journey often struggle with themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, how pain shows up, how it influences your sleep, how um, it influences how you interact with people or how you come across. So yeah. helping people understand their bodies, helping them reconnect with their bodies, helping them understand the relationship between how their brain works with their bodies, um, understanding their mindset and how that can influence their rehab. I think my own injuries um, have brought a different dynamic to how I help my clients through Mm. rehab. Yeah. Now also nutrition is a really important part to you because I remember when we've been on masterminds together and you'll always turn up, you know, with this whole sort of array of shakes and powders and (laughs) (laughs) um, like health boosting things. And you always started using all of these. Like, oh, no, well, you need the addition of this, 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 and this. I'm like, I've never even heard of three out of four of those things. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that aspect? Absolutely. So it was actually linked to my back injury. Um, okay. And that's where my journey with health started because I, um, through the anti-inflammatories that I was taking at the time, because Mm -hmm. I had quite a lot of muscle spasm in my back, what I didn't know was how it was going to interact and affect my gut. Uh So my journey with nutrition started because originally because of my back injury and I had damaged the gut lining Mm -hmm. in my stomach. So Probably from the age of maybe 28, I started to really delve into nutrition because before that I could eat anything, I could do anything, but it was when my gut started to shift um, 
you know, I noticed changes in my energy levels, um, how I showed up. I couldn't eat certain things. And when I did eat certain things, it affected me um, more. So I started to look into nutrition more and I started to pay more attention about what I ate, how I felt when I ate certain things that led me to exclude certain things from my diet, not because I believed it wasn't good, um, but because I felt into how it made my body feel. And it was coming back to a, a state of wholeness of how can I maintain vibrance energy? Mm. Um, so I looked at it from that that point. Um, and then further on in my journey, once I had my own business, I developed adrenal fatigue as well. But I that was through overworking, over pushing, mm -hmm. over delivering, um, which adds another dynamic. And then my journey with my nutrition became even deeper. It was like, how can I use supplements to support my body? What certain adaptogens can help? my body's energy system work better mm -hmm. um, and still looking at the other aspect of why it was showing up yeah not taking that for granted or not you know wanting to put a band-aid on things but looking at the nutrition as a way of helping my body show up and support it in a different way so through my personal journey I realized that actually what I put into my body is just as important as how I use my body through the day. So that became even more important. And therefore my nutrition became important. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's it's really interesting that you say that because I think one of the things that gives the menopausal years mm -hmm. um, or the midlife a bad rap is because people will experience what you were experiencing. Yes. But rather than be so in tune and go on any sort of journey with how does this certain food group make me feel? They yep. just, they just put it down to their age. Yeah. Which and is, which is not the case. Service. Yeah. It's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my take on any health crisis is it's an invitation to go in. It's an invitation to look at what is the message behind that condition, that ailment, that presentation itself, what is the gift that your body has for you? And are you willing to look at it? And that's how I viewed every health crisis that I've had along the way. Mm -hmm. you know, I've had moments where I've had, uh, you know, breast cysts, but that was my hormonal balance was completely out of whack because mm -hmm. I was so stressed, you know, with expanding a business, with wanting to perform, with not wanting to disappoint people, with wanting to deliver at a high standard. And I'd pretty much push my body to the point where it's just like, enough, Natalie, yeah. are you crazy? <laughs> this is way past what you're meant to be doing. But then I had to take it a step back and I had to go, well, okay, right. So I have had this. How can I prevent this from happening again? Yeah. Because I have control over my own body and that's what yeah. I believe. And, you know, it's a message. I choose to listen to the message. And if I learn from the message, I can hopefully prevent that from happening again. And that's what I've been able to do. It's taken time, but I think through listening to my body, figuring out what foods I need to eat to support my, my body's hormonal balance, what I need to do from a self-care perspective, mm -hmm. um, you know, how to manage my stress, all of that is all to me part of 
a healthy lifestyle and nutrition is another part of that. So I think my relationship with nutrition has gone even deeper with each year that passes. Mm -hmm. I I learn a little bit more about myself. I learn a little bit more about my body and I go a little bit deeper with what wisdom does my body have to share with me and how can I learn from it? How can I embody it? And then how can I share it with everybody else? Because if someone could share with me, (laughs) you know, if someone could share with me 20 years ago, what I knew now, oh my goodness, I would definitely do things differently. A hundred percent. So that's one of the things I was going to ask you because we, let's say we both have a bit of a um, passion for personal development um, and for learning from teachers and reading books and never having all of the answers, but always digging deeper to find more. So with the people who've helped you along the way, can you think of kind of catalysts of change or the most, I mean, some of the experiences that you've been on, maybe some of the courses that you've been on and how it's affected you? how it's yeah how it's beneficial okay so um my journey with personal development probably started hmm, 10 years ago Mm -hmm. I'd expanded my business and I'd grown it to a really good level but um my first mentor was a a finance mentor and because I was just like well you know I've got this I'm making loads you know my business on paper looks great, but I'm not, my expenses are huge. So Mm. how do I rectify things? How do I bring things back into balance so that I don't have to overwork? I don't, you know, I can be healthy, you know, as my business is healthier. Yeah. So with my first mentor, it was really about learning not to over deliver, learning to discern with what is a good fit for me, learning I actually learned to find my voice through my business mentor, which was fascinating. Yeah. You know, other people have said that. It's fascinating. They literally have said, I went to a business mentor and then I learned my courage, my strength, my, it doesn't surprise me that you say that. Yeah. And, you know, I'd been a yes girl. You want that? Sure. No problem. You know, people pleaser. Yes. You know, had that hat. Thank God I've put that hat down. Don't ever want to pick it back up. <laughs> Not for love, nor money. Um, but it was through that journey. She's like, okay, Natalie, how many people can you disappoint today? Who can you say no to? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That was one question. of her. That was what she said. She's like, okay, I want you to ask yourself every day. Who can you disappoint? Who can you say no <laughs> yeah. to? Especially because the first word that always came out of my word, my mouth was, yes, sure. So, you know, I literally had to rewire my brain and my body to go, um, let me think about that. Uh, Sorry, no, 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 I can't do that for you. And oh my goodness, it was the most uncomfortable thing that I had to go through Mm -hmm. physically in my body. (laughs) Saying no felt uncomfortable because, you know, it, it wasn't the norm. So that was the first one and getting comfortable saying no and then owning my no, um, you know, it's just like, oh, that's a no. Yes. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so I love that. I loved um, I was just thinking back about this. All of my mentors have been women. Hmm, Interesting. 
Yes. And they've all taught me the power of vulnerability. They've all okay, taught talk me. Talk about that because that's quite a sort of a self-empowerment word. If, you know, everybody tells you, you've got to be vulnerable, yet yeah. vulnerable comes with so much baggage to some people. Yeah. So it's not. So what do I mean by vulnerability? I mean, when you can speak about things that have happened in your life from a place of looking from a higher place, looking at the gifts, looking at the wisdom that you gained rather than um, sitting in the pain or being in it physically, because, you know, that's sometimes too too painful, I guess, for some people. But also it's not only that. We don't have to stay in it. It's about being able to process the learning through each experience Mm. and then owning the wisdom and then using the wisdom. So it's not about, like for me, hiding the experiences that I've had through my life. Mm. It's about being able to share them from a place of the wisdom or the gift because yeah, rather than any that, shame or rather than the shame and the guilt yeah. or the self-judgment exactly. of what happened to me, how I went through it and talk about the pain. But it's because I think it's in the gift and in the reflection and in the awarenesses that we've learned along the way. Mm-hmm. That's the power because that truth, that wisdom that we get to share is what someone else can learn from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I often hear people say, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Yes. And there's a bit that follows on to that. And the bit that follows on is exactly what you've said. So if everything happens for a reason, there has to be a gift in there or a a lesson in there for you. But are you getting it? Absolutely. Do you allow yourself to get it without the self-judgment? Yes, that's it. And I think... I look at every relationship like that. I look at every situation, every experience with work, every opportunity. I look at everything with that viewpoint. It's like, what's the gift in this situation? What's the gift in this relationship? You know, what's the learning? Because I, you know, what's the learning that I get? Um, And what wisdom can I gleam and can I use moving forward? Mm -hmm. And that's actually a key part of getting to the midlife years. I mean, how old are you, Natalie? 47. Okay. So, yes, in those midlife years. So, for example, if you were to look back at your, I don't know, 25-year-old self. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Yeah. What strengths do you have now that you wish you'd had in your 20s when most people think they're completely invincible and... The world is their oyster. However, what wisdom do you have now that you'd share? Oh, loads. <laughs> um, so much. Firstly, there's a strength in asking for help. There's a strength in being mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. Um, asking for help is a strength. You know, you can be independent and ask for help because that just wasn't me at 25. I was just like, I have to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to do it by myself. Yeah, so ask for help, and help can come in many forms. Um, Self-judgment and shame is not healthy. The body can't heal in a place where there is resentment, where there is self-judgment, where there is shame. That's another thing I've learned through my own body, through my own journey. 
Um, the deeper I connect with my body and the divine, the more is possible is another thing that I've learned. I've learned that the more you speak your truth and the more authentic you are in how you show up, mm -hmm. um, the happier I feel within myself. Yeah. And also the more of me gets to show through and shine rather than compartmentalize which part of me gets to show up. And I think at 25, I thought, ah, oh, no, okay, this is, you know, this is the fun side of me. Okay, I'm going out. That part of me gets to show up. This is the physio side. I have to be professional, you know, in everything that I do. And now I'm like, you know, all of me gets to show up at every single moment, you know, yeah. and in every single interaction. There's no part of me that you know, gets to be put on the back burner or whose opinion doesn't count. Because I think I've learned through my own journey with my body, it's when you say, okay, no, I can't say that. Oh, mm. no, no, that's not going to be acceptable. I've really learned what that actually does to your body internally. Mm. And that that's not what true health is about. True health is about if you've got wisdom to share, if it's the right moment, if it's helpful, if it's if it's coming from a place of love, then it can only be received in that way. Um, but if there is wisdom to share that's burning to come out of you, there's a reason that it's wanting to come out. And then if you stop that or suppress that from coming out, you know, where does that thing get to go? You know, so for many years, 25 year old self used to suppress and go, Oh no, I can't say that. Oh no, that would be unacceptable. Oh, that's not acceptable to do that or to say that. You know, now in my 40s, I'm like, actually, you know, all of me gets a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And this is who I am. And I'm unapologetic about who I am because I love who I am. And it's taken me years to get to a place where I love all of me. And I'm going to own that. I'm going to embody that. And I'm going to allow that to come through. And in doing that, I am going to give other women and other people permission to do the same. Because I think as women... We have a duty to um, share this wisdom and to help other women realize, you know, that there is a different way, that judgment, shame, resentment isn't helpful for your body. It doesn't help mm. you heal. You know, I've learned that through adrenal fatigue, it was unhealthy boundaries. It was yeah. the fact that I didn't have a strong yes, no. You know, I was just yes to everything. Yeah. There was no discernment. I wasn't listening to my body. I wasn't, um, you know, I was, you know, my, my head led the way rather than listening to my body and let my body lead the way. So now I guess where I'm at now compared to then, what I've learned is the more I reconnect with my body, the more I feel into my heart and into my gut as to what I need, my body needs, rather than what my head thinks I need. Yeah. I live and I work from that place now. Yeah, which is very different. I was going to say also tell us about your uh, your changing schedule. Your schedule when you were 25 versus your schedule now. What is that? Oh wow. Like? <laughs> My schedule when I was 25, I worked 12 hours a day. That was I actually know how many um thinking, hang on, no. I did 10 hours a day with clients all day. Yes, as a physio, yes. Actually, Old yes. Cow. Before I left South Africa, yeah. we pretty much mm -hmm. we had lunch in between. We did. We laughed a lot. 
Um, But we had lots of clients. We worked in ICU before when we started the day. We had rehab, very physically demanding job, Mm. you know, picking up people, lifting them. There was no hoist. So, you know, it's just like doing all the heavy lifting. So physio and work was my gym. I didn't need the gym. No, seriously, (laughs) I should think not. I didn't. And then, yeah, so your day ended like a good 10 hours later. And, you know, I'd run around like a headless chicken going, okay, who needs what next? And yeah, cut a long story short, you know, lots of hap- lots happened since then mm. that I've learned through my own body of what it can and can't do, what it wants to do and what it doesn't want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And now I work four days a week mainly instead of at that time I was working six days a week. Mm-hmm. So I had to work um, a Saturday as well. And out of those four days, one day I may be on the road going to see someone. So that might be maybe a seven-hour day. But the other days is a four-hour work day. Which you have worked hard to create for yourself. I have. And it's taken a lot of listening to my body along the way to allow myself to lean into that and really own that and the allowing piece was a big piece was like actually no you know I can't my body doesn't want to keep be forced to keep working at Mm -hmm. a certain pace and if I don't listen then it's going to force me to listen and you know I choose to work with my body rather than against it and learn the hard way Mm -hmm. because I did that for many years and I'm like no I don't want to learn that way anymore did you, I don't know if I remember this correctly, did you suffer with fibromyalgia? No, I didn't. But um, so I had a back injury. I had adrenal fatigue. Yeah. I had um, a few health scares with cysts, uh, yeah. breast cysts. And I then I, go on. I was just going to say, I think adrenal fatigue, a lot more, a lot more people are suffering from than actually know because they don't even know what to look out for. So what's a really clear sign of that for people? So um, for me at the time, I was constantly tired. I'd wake up tired. Mm-hmm. I'd sleep like anywhere between mm, 12, 14, 16 hours and still be exhausted. Mm-hmm. My tolerance for to interact with people was low because I guess my body didn't have the same energy levels. Nutritionally, I was very sensitive to food. So I couldn't, I couldn't have sugary foods because it would, it would just cause the the dip in my body and the energy levels to be too aggressive. So I had to really look at my nutrition Brain-wise, brain fog is another symptom that some clients may have. It's like you're you're slow with your thinking, like you know what you want to say, but it just takes you time. Or you wake up really slowly, you know, it takes you long to wake up. Your energy peak is maybe around midday to 3 p.m. And then you start to drop off again. So food became my way in. And at that stage, my, oh gosh, that's another thing. My relationship with food has changed so much and it all started then. So then I actually needed food to be able to get through the day, right? Right. Because I wasn't actually really looking at the crux of what was under the adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. So with nutrition, then I really needed to be eating like every two to three hours to really give my body the nutrients it needed to keep going. Yeah. 
but I had to change my diet. So, you know, I ended up going on sort of low GI foods, um, lots more fiber. I looked at, you know, what type of uh, fruit, you know, fruit and veg would um, work with a low GI diet because I was much more sugar sensitive. So gluten-free, wheat-free, dairy-free, that was sort of my main diet. And actually that really helped um, to clear the brain fog, to give me more energy. And then I looked at adaptogens, like how can I help my adrenals function more optimally? Mm -hmm. um, how, and then, you know, behind adrenal fatigue is like, you have to look at your stress management yeah. because every time the adrenals have to keep firing off adrenaline, mm -hmm. you know, and if you work in a high stress environment with lots of um, demands placed on you, that's going to make it worse. So yeah. it's how you can then find a way of coming back into balance. And that's what I had to learn. You know, I had to restructure my work over mm -hmm. a period of time. Um, I had to delegate more. I had to discern how to use my body, what to use my body for, particularly with work. Yeah. And then I had to really listen. It's like, you know, at every hour of every day, I would ask, you know, where's my energy levels right now? Yeah. And anything less than a five or a six meant that I actually didn't have anything to give anyone else. Yeah, which is a key part of being in a service industry, isn't it? Yeah. And so they'll never check in with their own body. They just give and give and give. Yeah. So the adrenal fatigue was part of my, you know, another beautiful lesson and gift of how can I deepen that knowledge and that wisdom and that connection with yeah. my body more to go, where's my body right now? Where am I energetically? Where am I? How much energy do I have to give? Ah, oh, how much energy do I need just in this moment right now? Now, is that um, one of the things that you help people with now? So now I, um, I help women reconnect with their bodies. I help them through tools and skills. I really help them understand their bodies better, but also learn to really listen to their bodies and then how to follow and, and work with that wisdom itself. Because okay. each body has... We each have unique body wisdom, right? There's sacred mm. wisdom in each of our bodies, but it's knowing how to tap into it, knowing how to connect with it. Um, and then also through the work that I do, I help women come back to their heart. You know, how can how can we lead from our hearts rather than from our heads? Yeah. Rather than what we think we need to do, you know, what is our body or our soul guiding us to really do? And I think when we can live from that place and be in that space, everything mm. changes. So I think anyone who, you know, has had a health crisis knows the importance of understanding, of reconnecting with your body. And yeah. through the journey of reconnecting with your body, what I help women do is pick up on the gifts that they may not have been aware of at the time, mm. but in the right environment could become more aware of and therefore use that gift in a way that serves and helps other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So going back to you and your journey, what's your relationship like with meditation now compared to when you were younger? <laughs> yeah. Totally different. I didn't meditate before ever. <laughs> at the age of 25, I just got up. And that was it. The day would start. Now I meditate on average for about an hour and a half a day, sometimes more. Now and that's a skill that's taken practice, right? It has. I really have found the value of starting my morning off 
you know, nurturing my body, you know, and meditation is a fundamental part of that. And if I don't meditate first in the morning, actually I feel different and I show up differently. So meditation is, it's, it's like breathing air to me. It's like having food. It's like having a shower. It's like, it has to be done because it's what feeds my body and my soul. So every morning meditation is fundamental. You yeah. have to do it. And then I'm happy and I, yeah, I show up so differently. Yeah. What about the sorts of exercise that you take? So exercise has changed significantly since 25. <laughs> I'm only laughing because you and I have walked such a similar path when it comes to this. It used to be all about, you know, gym and weights. And, oh, my goodness. And now it's all a bit like, mm, let's take a, you know, a far, a, a far more balanced view of that. And actually, I don't know. Okay, so I'm questioning this in my head. I was going to say, I don't know that I'm any weaker because of it. I'm a lot more flexible. I have a lot less injury, a yeah. lot less pain. However, the other day I was lifting hay bales and I did question my lack of strength. I went, holy cow. <laughs> I, I think I need to get back to doing a little bit of weight, a weight training here. But anyway, so tell us about your journey with exercise. Okay, so my journey with exercise was when I was 25, I literally used to go to the gym most days mm -hmm. working really hard two hours like you had to push yeah you know I had to work really hard cardio <laughs> sweat oh god I can't believe I did that to my poor body at the I time know. <laughs> insane just looking I just feel the pain just thinking about it um and then through that journey now I love Pilates I love um a bit of yoga walking I love walking walking yeah so important to me and I, I like swimming I haven't done it in a while but I I now know what my body likes and what my body needs rather than what I think it needs yes rather than doing what you believe to be the best way to fitness yeah and so I've really learned and Pilates actually does so much more for my body because I get to use my breath I get to use resistance work it's dynamic um, but so can yoga, yoga can also be dynamic, right? So, and then dance, dance is the other way that I, I just love dance. So now I will put music on headphones and I'll move for maybe half an hour mm -hmm. or more. And, you know, I've got different playlists and I'll just do that and allow that. And I'll just allow, you know, my body to move the way it wants to move. So almost like meditative dance or flow. Yeah. So I love doing that. And I use that a lot, especially if I feel something needs to shift in my body. Mm -hmm. So, or I spend time in nature, but yeah, movement, movement is very important to me. Has been, but it's just in a way that's nutritious, that's healing, that's nurturing. I was going to say it's more nurturing for the body than sort of full out punishment. Yeah. Because when, no yeah, when I think back to those, gym workouts as you say how could I do that to my body yeah. I know it's crazy right yeah. yeah but I get what you're saying from the strength perspective because I've been leaning into the same thing and I'm like okay I need to do a little bit more spring strength work yeah. here now how am I going to do that what's the best way yeah and um yeah for me I find body weight work works well yeah absolutely um yeah I think that's where I'm at really yeah. But yeah, a little bit more weight training wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, fair enough. But it's still <laughs> nice to have that explosive energy and to have yes. that fitness. But as you say, it's it's more important to have less stop start. Yeah. 
and to be able to maintain the energy you need during the day and actually feel well and not feel drained by the end of it. Yeah. And I think hormonal balance influences that for me a lot, you know, so through adrenal fatigue, through everything that I've been through, I understand how different exercise affects your hormonal balance and being in balance in a perimenopause state is important. Mm -hmm. Um, And how I treat my body now is even more important, if not just as important as once we go through menopause, I think. So that also influences what movement I do and how I show up. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So is there anything that you miss? This was one of my original questions. Is there anything you miss from your chapter one of life, from your younger self? Mm. Is there? Not really. Mm. No, I think. It's funny. Most people say that. I'm more myself now than I think I ever was. I know who I am. You know, there's no confusion about what I'm meant to be doing here. Um, And I think that clarity came through in my 40s. You know, before that, I was like, okay, so I know I'm a physio, but is this what I'm meant to be doing all my life? And I think through my 40s, you know, that question really came through more and more like, "Mm, dig deeper, girl, dig deeper. You got to keep going. You're not there yet. And I think through that, I now know. You know, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I love myself wholeheartedly. And to live from that place is just gold. You know, before my 25-year-old, I'd like, oh, what would other people think if I did this, if I said this, (laughs) the judgment, the shame. I'm like, no, I want none of that ever again. Yeah. So, and no, you know, I overworked. I didn't listen to my body. You know, now I think... I'm far more balanced. There's equilibrium in life. There's work-life balance. There's balance in terms of movement and meditation and going within. Mm-hmm. Um, there's healthy balance with nutrition and with life. And I think the more I love myself, the more my relationships change with everybody else around me. That's what I've also learned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a whole podcast in itself, isn't it, really? Yeah. You know, the more I... <laughs> coming to my own, the more I really love who I am. And I, I know, I know this is going to sound weird, but I really, I wake up happy. It's just like, oh my God, I'm me, you know, and um, to finally get there and to, to really feel that with everything in your, in your heart and in your body. Mm -hmm. Oh, nothing can take that away. Yes. Yeah. Now I think that is such a beautiful way to come to a close. I'm so grateful for you sharing your journey because there are so many gifts. So if somebody's inspired, I don't actually know how they could fail to be. If somebody's inspired (laughs) by what you've said today, how can they find you? Okay. So um, my website is bynataliewoodman.com or you can find me on Facebook or on Instagram. And it's the same. It's at bynataliewoodman.com. Um, that's me. If you are interested in working together, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. But uh, most of all, I hope through my own journey, you've, you know, you've had some insights or some awarenesses because I think that's what it's all about. It's about us sharing our wisdom and being able to, the insights that we've had to inspire other people to also know that it's possible to get through any challenges, whether they're physical, health, mm. emotional, 
spiritual anything and that there is more on the other side and yeah. it is possible. And there's always help available. And there's always help available. Absolutely. If you choose it. Indeed. So I'm just going to add something on there. You talked a lot about the power of no. Mm-hmm. And actually, I have a free download on my website, which is saying about how to say no powerfully, guilt-free. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you. So I, I just thought I've got to remember to say that. So that is on my website, which is soulfuladventureliving.com. If anybody wants to go there, please uh, be inspired by our podcast chat today. Um, please go and visit Natalie and also comment, share this podcast. And let's please spread this message together that actually the midlife can be magical. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Natalie. It's a pleasure. Bye.